You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 134. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. If you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs on the Instagrams and the Twitters. This is going to be a different episode. There's no just my thoughts in this episode. And I am coming out of what feels like a bit of a creative fog. I mentioned in maybe episode 131 or 132 that I had made the decision to go back to therapy. I have been, this is probably my fourth time starting therapy in the course of my life. The first time was immediately after I disclosed the abuse I was dealing with as a child. The next time I kind of started it a little bit in college, didn't really last very long. The next time after that was when I was in law school. And now I'm kind of going back into what is like another phase. And what I have been struggling with for the last few weeks is this concern both for myself in terms of how to process what I am going through, how to give myself space to just let my thoughts kind of wrap their head around the things that I'm learning about myself, the things that I am learning about the things I've experienced, my new perspectives, my growth, my goals, my struggles, all the different things, and how to show up on my podcast, on my platforms, not feeling like I'm exposing myself while I share encouraging and positive content. And the truth of the matter is, I did not feel like I had very much encouraging words to share or to say. Part of it also, I think, relates to this feeling that as someone who people come to for encouragement, am I a fraud because I do not in this season feel like I have something to say. And so I retreated all the way. And I think there was definitely some value in doing that. What I have realized now is that as I literally feel my energy shifting, not because the work is still not being done, not because so much, I mean, a lot of progress has been made a lot of, I think learned a lot of things about myself and I'll share some of those things in, as we go through this episode, I think what I have realized is that I have finally, or I am finally starting to accept and recognize the importance of the encourager taking care of him or herself. For the first time in a really long time, I have been making space for myself to acknowledge the plethora of complicated emotions that I deal with on a regular basis and have been part of my process is recognizing the 
both value and damage compartmentalizing your life can create. And I shouldn't say your life, but my life. So one of the defense mechanisms that I have built up that have enabled me to survive or has enabled me to literally survive and make it through and be successful and develop, you know, into the person that I am has been to compartmentalize my emotions. The irony of realizing this in this season is that this is the exact topic of my TEDx. I recorded, I did a TEDx in 2015. And in that season, it was this novel revelation for me. What happened, I think, post that TEDx and now is that I stopped doing the active work to understand and break down the compartments and then come out of them fully, I guess, I don't want to say fully healed and fully formed because I think healing is life work, right? Formation and development is lifelong work. But I think I came to that realization, did some work and life continued to happen and I, there was still work for me to do and life continued to happen. And so what happens is, you know, in life, you default to your training, you default to what you've been taught, you default to what you've been, what what is comfortable and what is easy. If you, especially if you have not developed new alternative mechanisms to default to, right. And So where I am now, I am realizing and learning and learning to understand. It's like being able to observe who I am, observe who I have been showing up as, observe the way I have been living life while both while kind of digging deep into the experience that comes with living life every day. And if you have ever been in therapy, a lot of the things that I'm saying will make sense. If you have not, maybe I hope that this is making sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense to you, but I'm really just trying to, um, kind of put into words the, the process that I have been going through. And I was working on a puzzle yesterday and I think I, it is a very good kind of analogy to what the therapeutic experience has been like for me. What I doing the puzzle yesterday really thought about how, you know, you have the picture, if you've ever done a puzzle, most people look to the picture on the box as a way to guide them through how to approach and make sure things kind of look and they fit in certain parts of the puzzle. I started with the edges, has always been my my practice of, of doing a puzzle. And as I work on individual sections of the puzzle, I'm constantly looking at the individual pieces that come to form a piece of the bigger puzzle. And I'm going and looking back at the bigger box to see where the individual pieces that have come together fit into the bigger puzzle. That has been what this experience has been like for me. Constantly going back and forth between the image on the box and the very, very finite detail to the point of picking up one puzzle piece, one very seemingly small or arguably insignificant part, realizing that without that part, the whole picture is incomplete. The whole section of the puzzle cannot connect to another part of the puzzle, but for the piece that I am holding in my hand. And when I, when it, when I settled on that yesterday, it really clicked, right? And 
it gave me a sense of, of peace that then allowed me to think about what I could share with you about how, what I have been learning and how you might be able to take some of these lessons for yourself. Now, I will say every, everything about our lives are personal, right? Our experiences are very unique to us. Even with, even people within the same families literally are living completely different lives based on the way that their temperament interacts with somebody else's temperament and the way that they were treated by their parent or not, et cetera, et cetera. The lessons that I have been able to extrapolate from my therapeutic experience so far are personal to the journey that I have been on. That said, there are things that may resonate with you based on your own journey that are not meant to box you in. They're not meant to, you know, keep you or not meant to say that this is absolute truth for everyone, but there's value in the way that possibly my experience can help you reflect on your own. So what are some of the things that I have been learning in this experience? When I tell you, I can't, I can't even begin to, there are just so many things and it's been two, two months, maybe so many things, so much value, so much shifting, a lot of tears, a lot of deep work, a lot of ahas, a lot of, uh, miss therapist, doctor, therapist, lady, get out of my business. Um, you don't know me, some defensiveness, me confronting my own sort of disposition related to certain topics, just even the physical feelings in my body when we talk about certain things. It has been a really, really eye-opening experience. And I think what has been one of the most eye-opening for me is that as someone who moves around in this world with a pretty good amount of self-awareness, the amount of things that and the dots that I have not been able to connect for myself inside my own head, but can now do in concert in conversation with someone else has just been just really, really a gift. And I, I will say that to encourage you to consider going through this process for yourself when you're ready, right? Not just because someone else recommends that you do it, but to go to the, through this process when you're ready, because no matter what you have experienced, even if you have not experienced what some people would call trauma, right? I think a lot of people feel like if they have not had these quote unquote dramatic or traumatic life experiences, that therapy is not for them or it's not something they can benefit from. It absolutely is not true. It is really, as as my therapist put it when we first started, it is creating space for yourself to exist and discuss your life, past and present, in a judgment-free zone. Every single person walking this earth can benefit from that. And we all have families, we all have histories, we all have things that have happened to us, be them in the context of familial relationships, personal relationships, work, you know, friendships, just interacting with people that imprint on us, that cause us to show up in life in certain ways or not in others. And so I think that it's a, it's a really, it's been great. And so that's my plug for doing therapy. 
<laughs> so what are some things that I have been learning so far? The first lesson that I have learned is that it is okay to slow down. Not only is it okay to slow down, it actually might be required to slow down. If you are the kind of person who listens to this podcast and others that relate to self-development, growth, personal development, professional development, just making yourself better in your finances, in your health, you are someone who probably spends a lot of time in your head thinking about how to be better. What I have learned is that sometimes the pressure that we place on ourselves to be and do better can cut against actually being and doing better. Slowing down in this season for me has meant not guilting myself into doing or not doing certain things for the sake of someone else, but prioritizing my own emotions and my own health and my own need to just sit and be and let myself process and experience whatever it is I am experiencing in this season. Does that mean that I care less about the output of this podcast? Absolutely not. Does it mean I care less about my business? Absolutely not. I still have clients. I'm still working with clients. But am I forcing myself to do something for the sake of doing it because I feel like if I don't, someone is going to think less of me? That's the part that I'm working on. What slowing down might look like or why you need to slow down for yourself will be different, right? The reasons will be different. But I do know that as high-performing women, as women who expect ourselves to do the best, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Our families put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Our societies put a lot of pressure on us, right? And so it becomes our responsibility as the individual walking in our own lives to take time to take care of ourselves and to work through the reasons why we feel like we can't or should not or don't deserve to slow down. And in some seasons, what slowing down looks like will be different, right? It might not mean vacation in this season, but it might mean just taking a true Sabbath day of rest for you know a number of consecutive weeks, right? Or making that your regular practice or improving your morning routine or making time to actually stop doing some things that feel really important but might not be the best way to use your time, right? So I encourage you to think about what does slowing down look like for you in your current season? Another lesson that I have learned in therapy so far is that progress is just as or more valuable than reaching the destination itself. So often, particularly when you are operating as a high achiever, we live focused on a destination and a goal and like checking a box and reaching this place often to the cost of 
either overlooking, truncating, compartmentalizing what happens in the process or on the way to that destination. The work that comes between point A and point B is what makes you capable of carrying on past point B, right? It's not just getting to point B, that's the reward, but all of the things that you picked up on along the way. And that is helping me to kind of really speak back to the first lesson I shared is slowing down and observing and being present for this work as opposed to, so (laughs) it's actually very funny. One of the struggles that I had, or one of the things that I approached my therapist with was like, you know, so when, you know, what I'm really trying to figure out is how we're, when we're going to start, like what, you know, where do we, how do we begin? What's the first point? And she was like, she literally just like sat and opened her arms and she was like, you know, what do you mean? When are we going to start? We've been at this for several weeks. You are already in it. You are already doing the work. You have already started. You are already making progress. And it was like, oh, like I went in particularly in that particular session. It's like I went in to be like, okay, all right. So like, how do I figure out where, how do I figure out where to, where do we start? Like, where do we go from here? And she's like, there is no, where do we go from here? We are already going. We are already doing the work. And sometimes we have to give ourselves credit to look around and acknowledge where we are and make space for, as she always says, make space for what's happening right now and not feel like there, it has to look like something else it, or it has to be like something else. And really what the work, the work that comes in therapy is kind of figuring out the why things look the way that they might look. Or again, this is in my own process, why I feel like things should look like something else or why I feel like I should be doing or things should feel like or things should be something that they're not currently and breaking down what do I feel is not good enough about right now. And appreciating, learning to appreciate why what is right now is good enough in a number of different ways. And, um, yeah, that's always it. When she said that, I was just like, wow, I'm just really out here looking to still check a box, which is reflective of the achievement mentality that I have approached the rest of my life with. And so one of the things that I hope I am, that you hear in me sharing this experience and talking through this is that, the things that we carry ourselves into every room that we go in and that we go to. And we may feel as though we do a good job of guarding against or, you know, not bringing this part of ourselves into this environment because I know that this is not productive here or whatever, whatever. There may come a time and you will only know what this looks like for you in your own life when those things start to, those walls start to collapse in on, on you and you can no longer live and grow rather you can continue to live, but you can't grow past a certain point if you are living inside of a box that has been 
either sometimes forced on you based on the life experience that you have or just things that you have learned to adapt in order to be successful and to survive. Like in, in, in a lot of different ways, a lot of times we have developed our personalities and things that we do and things that we believe in order to make sure that we could actually could just stay alive and stay functional. And at a certain point, some of those things might not be able to come with us to the next part of our journey. What I have learned is to not condemn myself or what I, I keep saying have, what I am learning is to not condemn myself for the things that have gotten me to where I am, but to appreciate them and to embrace them, even if they might not be the best thing for me going forward, but to recognize that there was value in doing or showing up in this way. There may have been true value in, it was a necessity to have, and now what got me here ain't going to get me there. And that is okay. That is like, whew, has been very freeing for me. The third lesson that I will share that I have learned from therapy so far is that it is important to filter the messages and voices you hear or let speak the loudest in your mind. What do I mean by that? All of us at different points in our day, just take it down to thinking about a day, will have a certain thought that then triggers a certain reaction or a feeling or behavior. And it is important to acknowledge as opposed to condemn yourself for the voices and thoughts that you might feel. So for example, maybe you, this has never happened to you, but I know that I will often, I wish it was less often, but we'll have a conversation and we'll say something that I will spend literal hours after that conversation happened agonizing over the conversation. Just oh, I can't believe I said that. I wish I said this. Why didn't I do it that way? You know, now this person's going to think I'm X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. And going down this rabbit hole and just, and then getting stuck in a loop about that. And one of the things that I have learned is that it is okay to make space and acknowledge that those thoughts happen, but then to come to a conclusion and choose the message that carries. The way that my therapist has helped me visualize this for myself, and again, I share this not because it's the way you need to take it for yourself, but because this is maybe helpful in prompting you to think through something that can be beneficial for yourself, is it's like imagining you sitting at a table and hearing the, the thoughts and the voices coming at you but you recognizing that you sit at the head of the table and you making space for what is coming at you, what is being said, what is being heard, but then you sitting and say, thank you for your input, but we stand in the truth. And the truth is I am excellent. The truth is that that person will not think I'm stupid. The truth is that I am still good at my job, even though I made a mistake. The truth is that I am still lovable despite whatever, 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 right? So it's acknowledging that those voices exist, acknowledging that those negative feelings you can, can come up for you, not condemning yourself for experiencing them, but saying, 
The truth is, I hear you, but that's not the truth we're going with. Here's the truth that we're going with. And that power to both acknowledge and choose is where the the value of self-awareness comes in, is to be able to say, I hear, I feel, but here is what is going to carry. And I hope that that makes room for you in some way. Because we hear a lot of messages and we believe a lot of messages that are not true about who we are. They're not true about how we can or cannot show up. And yet sometimes those things become the messages that play loudest in our own minds. And my hope in in walking through just these three things is that both giving myself space to share and not feel like I couldn't talk or couldn't express what's going on here without dumping or, you know, projecting or doing something that was not going to be beneficial to you, but also giving, encouraging you to begin your own process, whatever that might look like for you. And, um, and just even just seeking, cause I'll tell you the truth. I've been talking about going to therapy for over a year. And I started to look for it. And I was like, eh, I'm not really, not really interested. And then I really decided to get myself into gear and really look in earnest. And so it's okay if, at, if you're at any point in that spectrum. But for, for those of you who are listening who have been delaying what you know you want to begin in terms of seeking professional help, um, I encourage you to do so because it has already proven to be so valuable to me. And I even had a friend of mine say that even in, as I share and reflect with her, it helps her think about some of the stuff that she is going through as well. And while she is not ready yet to go to a therapist, it is she's benefiting from me reflecting on the journey that I am on. And so I hope that my reflecting here will help you benefit on the journey that you are on as well. This has been the 134th episode of How Does She Do It? Thank you so much for for listening. I appreciate you. If this resonated with you, drop me a message on Instagram. I am at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. And I appreciate you. Share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Continue to leave your five-star ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find out about the show. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.